Good evening, friends. This is Prashant Daniel, and welcome to Ratio Vero. I want to apologize right off the bat. It's been a while since I put out an episode, but, uh, you know, just a lot of things happening here with the family, and we've been uh, traveling and doing a few other things like that. But it is good to be back again behind the microphone. So I want to talk today about a particular uh, issue that I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, an, an issue that's actually been kind of hot and trending in the culture. I'm sure it's blowing up on many people's uh, social media pages and things like that. Um, and so I, I really want to talk about that. But let me just do a quick uh, preface before I get into it. Uh, if this is your first time listening to Ratio Vero, I want to just... Uh, you know, say that the, the the purpose of this podcast is not so much to discuss just Christian theology. There will be times when we definitely do that, but uh, really, one of one of my hearts with this, um, one of the passions of my heart with this podcast, is to really dissect and analyze culture from a Christian theological vantage point, uh, because I think it is important to. Uh, make sure that Christians have a finger on the pulse of what is happening around them in the culture. Uh, and I think uh, this is one of the reasons why we are actually losing the culture wars is because we have done precisely the opposite. You know, I think it's easy sometimes to to just kind of live in our own church bubble or small group bubble or, you know, uh, church events and things like that. And we need to we need to be more bold in speaking to the things that are happening around us in the culture, whether it's movies or songs or uh, any other issues that are going on. Uh, I think it's important that we need to, uh, you know, address that from a Christian theological perspective, and especially for this um, this modern generation. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Theology is downstream from culture for this generation. It used to be that, you know, several decades ago, um, at least here in the United States, you know, people were mostly governed by kind of a general theological worldview. And so uh, that uh, primarily communicated or governed how we thought about some of the most fundamental things like marriage and gender and sexuality and um, personal rights and autonomy and freedom and things like that. But that polarity has kind of changed a little bit, at, at least with the modern, you know, if you want to call them Gen Z, I guess. Um, and for them, uh, even for the Christian kids of, of this generation, they're, they're only interested to know about what theology has to say in so far as how it addresses a cultural issue that is happening in and around them or happening to their friends. And so I think it's important that we don't ignore that. I think uh, we can definitely rail against it and say, well, that's not how it's supposed to be and all that. But that is what is happening. And so we can attempt to try to change that or we can attempt to also um, approach things differently and say, all right, uh, we are definitely going to start thinking about cultural issues and trends from a Christian worldview as well, because then uh, we can draw their attention toward the truths of the Christian worldview.
So that is kind of the heart of Ratio Vero, and uh, we will certainly be doing that a lot, um, but we will also discuss a lot of other things as it pertains to uh, evangelism, apologetics, theology, philosophy, and all that good stuff. So anyways, that brings me back to um, this particular topic that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, and I'm referring to Netflix's new movie that just came out a few weeks ago, probably about a month or so ago, I think, uh, called Cuties. Now, I'm sure many of you are familiar with uh, the movie, even if you haven't seen the movie, you've at least seen the reactions online, the reactions on social media. Uh, it has definitely been a hot topic. Uh, for for those of you who are not familiar with the movie, um, the movie is actually a it's kind of a it's a French coming of age drama directed by uh, Maimuna Dukure. I think that's how. Uh, hopefully I said her name correctly, Maimuna Decore, and it depicts the story of a Senegalese French girl growing up in a strict Muslim family who's torn between the uh, the traditional values and expectations of her native Senegalese Muslim culture and the internet culture that surrounds her in a modern secular French society. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so that's basically... The story, however, the reason for the backlash was actually um, several explicit scenes that that show uh, this this one little girl and a lot of her 10, 11 year old friends uh, scenes that show them dancing very suggestively, very, uh, you know, very provocatively. And it's actually tied into the story where this girl, you know, she kind of grows up in a very traditional orthodox muslim family and you know she she sees um other girls growing up in this you know secular french culture and this one time she she comes across these girls just dancing and they're looking at their phones and they're seeing all these other uh you know very adult like dances going on on social media apps like tiktok and things like that and she's very intrigued by this whole phenomenon and anyways, long story short, uh, actually, let me just make a disclaimer here. I actually haven't seen the movie myself. Um, and that is a deviation from my normal pattern, because anytime I try to analyze anything from the culture, I generally like to uh, to see it or read it or watch it or whatever the case may be. But I've made a conscious decision uh, this time to not watch the movie. And the reasons for that uh, will become uh, pretty clear as I go on. Anyways, to get back to the story, um, the girl is very intrigued by this sort of dance. She's obviously, you know, in her culture, uh, she's never seen these kind of things. And she decides to get into it. And so uh, she also starts doing these dances and things like that. And she's very intrigued by the fact that uh, these kind of dances are very popular on the internet and she posts a video of herself dancing and she gets lots of likes and you know lots of comments and affirmations and things like that and it really the the affirmation of the social media world just sucks her into that into that realm of you know doing these kind of things to earn the affirmation of the culture it just kind of draws her into that world like a powerful magnet. 
And so there's actually several scenes in the movie where uh, these girls, and we're talking about like 10 to 11-year-old, you know, prepubescent girls, um, wearing very suggestive, provocative clothing and, uh, you know, gyrating and twerking and um, just dancing really, really provocatively. And there are a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, camera shots and angles that really zoom in or focus on their more private parts, their intimate parts. And um, it, it is really, I, I must say, um, quite cringeworthy uh, to actually see even the trailer on there. Now, obviously, the, um, you know, the, um, the, the firestorm, the backlash started with the poster that uh, Netflix actually used. And so the whole thing, the, the, the poster for the movie actually was kind of the spark. Um, it was the match that lit the whole thing. And then, you know, of course, as they say, all publicity is good publicity. Uh, I, the, the movie started gaining a lot of publicity because of people just reacting to the poster. And, uh, you know, they obviously that got a lot of people interested. A lot of people started watching the movie. Um and so anyways, long story short, uh, the movie gained a lot of popularity or notoriety, uh, whichever way you want to look at it, very quickly in a very short time uh, because of all of this publicity. And um, obviously, as so many things are here in the United States, uh, there were always there were two camps to this. And the one camp, uh, which was the liberal left uh, tended to say that uh, this is a very bold movie and the storytelling is powerful and this is really empowering for young girls and women and and such. And on the right, on the conservative right, um, a lot of people were rightly appalled by the uh, very graphic uh, depictions of these girls dancing. And so... <clears throat> rightfully so i think um this is something that uh the that we as a culture definitely need to look into and that is precisely why uh we are going to uh you know kind of unpack this and break this down uh but however before we do that uh let's uh let's take a break and uh when i come back i want to break this down from not only a common sense perspective, but also a conservative and Christian perspective. And uh, we will do that as soon as we get back from this break. All right, we are back from the break. And I want to take this time in the second segment to uh, to discuss um, some of the, um, pro- uh, you know, peripheral issues, if you will, but also get right to the heart of what is going on with this movie. Now, obviously, let me just make this one disclaimer. I think there are a lot of people out there who reacted to the trailer, who reacted to the poster, uh, but who actually didn't see the movie themselves. And I get that. Um, I would be one of those persons. I have not seen the movie, but as I said uh, before the break, I don't intend to watch the movie either, um, but I have read enough about it um, that I think I am able to give an objective analysis of the movie uh, in order to 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 make my point. 
Now, what is interesting about this is that if you actually watch the movie, and this is, again, you know, secondhand information that I've read or heard about from people who have watched the movie themselves, um, the director, Maimuna Dukore, actually makes it a point to show that the internet culture is actually seductive and dangerous to these young girls. So it's not that the director is sexualizing the girls in order to simply sexualize the girls. She's not promoting um, the hypersexualization of the girls. She is not uh, endorsing it. Uh, she is not saying that you know, girls should go out there and flaunt their sexuality. She's actually not doing that. Uh, what she is actually doing is showing that, you know, through the life of this one girl, through the, through the circumstances of this one girl, Amy, you know, the, the central character of the movie, that her pursuit of all of these things that she's seeing on social media and, you know, how peer pressure is leading her to, to, to pursue these things, that her pursuit of these things actually makes her unhappy. And so that's kind of the note, apparently, uh, on which the movie ends, is that Amy does all these things. She's, she's originally unhappy with kind of the, you know, the strict, rigid culture uh, of her, uh, you know, of her own family and the household. Um, and then she's excited and thrilled by this very exotic dance and the attention and the affirmation that it receives on the internet and on the web, on social media and all the likes and, you know, everything that she's getting. But then she also recognizes herself that even that sort of pleasure, even that sort of attention is fleeting. And she eventually... Uh, I am told that at the end of the movie, she actually uh, abandons that and walks away uh, from it all. Now, that's what I've been told. Again, I haven't watched the movie myself uh, and I don't intend to. So uh, the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because I think sometimes, I, I think a lot of people saw the trailer and they saw the poster and they came to the conclusion that the director was trying to glorify the hypersexualization of the girls. And it seems to me that that was not her intention. It seems to me that that's not what she was trying to do. She was, she was depicting all of these things to do the exact opposite, to actually show how dangerous the hypersexualization of young girls can be. So in that sense, Maimuna Dukure's uh, intention was actually for the film to be educational, to warn the culture in general and parents in particular about the dangers of the internet and social media culture. Okay, so I think it's important to keep that point at the back of our minds as we try to assess uh, this movie. However, here's the question. And this, I think, comes to the heart of what is going on. Was it necessary to actually portray or depict the girls in such a highly provocative, suggestive, 
manner in order to show the dangers of this sort of culture. See, that's the question, right? And this, I think, in 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 some ways, this actually goes back to sort of a you know, kind of the philosophy of art, right? And this is this is something I think that's been debated for a long time: is do we actually need to uh, do we actually need to show something on screen, on canvas, on paper, however um, shocking it is, however. Um, you know, provocative it is or risque it is, do we actually need to show those things in order to make the point that those things are dangerous? I don't think it does. I don't think it needs to be portrayed. I mean, I think we could all agree that pornography does not have to be portrayed in order to make the case that pornography is dangerous. I think we can all agree with that. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine anybody out there would actually have a problem with that statement that it is not okay to show pornography in order to make the point that pornography is dangerous. And that is the exact same logic that goes into this movie as well. See, in principle, I don't have a problem with the director wanting to teach us the, teach us the dangers of the internet culture. I actually agree with Maimuna Decore that the internet culture can be dangerous. I actually agree with her that th- that the that the web can be a pretty dark and toxic place, especially on young and impressionable children. I agree with her that if these young kids get sucked into this world, that it can actually destroy their lives. But the, the, the problem I have is that she actually used these girls and subjected them to what you would actually see on the internet in order to make the point that what you're seeing on the internet is not good. And I think that's the problem many people have with the movie. Now, you know, what is interesting is she goes on to say that, you know, and this is in one of the interviews that she gave. And, um, you know, she says that she, she created a climate of trust between the children and myself during filming. And, you know, she says that I explained to them everything I was doing and the research that I had done before I wrote the story. And, you know, she was uh, she also says that uh, she was lucky that these girls' parents were also activists. So we were all on the same side. Okay, listen to what she's saying. She's saying at their age, they've seen this kind of dance. And when she says at their age, she means the young girls that they've seen this kind of dance, any child with a telephone can find these images on social media these days. The only way I can process that, it seems to me at least, and I, I could be wrong on this, but it seems to me that she's justifying her actions. She's basically saying, look, whatever you saw on this movie is, I mean, it's not like this kind of material is not out there on the web. You know, it's out there. You go on YouTube, 
you can find provocative dances. You go on to TikTok. You can find all kinds of suggestive risque dances. So, I, I mean, I didn't do anything that's really, you know, unprecedented. These kind of things are out there, right? So this is, this is basically the point she's making. But there is a reason that this film became the subject of a public controversy. Because here's the thing. In the process of making this movie... In order to show the dangers of sexualizing young girls, Decore ends up sexualizing young girls. See, if her, I already, I already said that in principle I agree with her that it is okay to teach the lesson that this kind of social media culture is dangerous. We get that. We're on board with that. We agree with you, Decore. You're right. But. Could that message not have been portrayed differently? Could that message not have been explained or articulated or communicated or depicted in an entirely different manner? Was it necessary to show young girls, we are talking about girls 10 to 11 years old, girls that are somebody's daughters, somebody's granddaughters, Girls of that age wearing short, skimpy clothing, wearing, uh, showing lots of skin, and aping or, you know, uh, copying these suggestive, provocative dances that they see online, and the camera zooming in, focusing in on their privates, when very suggestive angles to get the best, most exposed view possible. Was it really necessary to do all that in order to teach us this lesson? Was it necessary to show a scene of a young girl, 11-year-old girl, briefly pulling up her shirt and actually exposing her chest to the camera for a second? Was that necessary? I don't think so. I don't think it was necessary to do that. Now, Decore came under a lot of fire, obviously, after this movie came out. And then, you know, what was interesting is I actually uh, came across this on Wikipedia. And it says that Decore was also targeted directly, receiving multiple death threats, even though the director and Netflix both stated that she had never seen the promotional poster in question, and that any promotion of child sexualization is neither intended nor an accurate representation of the movie. Now, let me just pause there for a second. It boggles my mind. It baffles me to hear that neither the director nor Netflix had actually seen the promotional poster. Uh, well, I, I imagine that Netflix knew something about it, because obviously they're the ones who put out the poster, but it, it still, it still kind of baffles me that the director of the movie did not see the poster herself. So what does that mean? Is she... Is that supposed to be an apology? Is she 
saying, oh, I'm, I'm sorry that the poster was so terrible. I'm sorry. I mean, if I had known, you know, I would have done something different. Done something different like what? Like take down the movie? <laughs> or take down the poster? What, what exactly is she trying to say? I still find it hard to believe that she had no idea that a poster for the movie that she directed was put out there on, on the public World Wide Web and she did not know about it? You know, I'm sorry, but I just find that really hard to believe. I just find it hard to believe that the director of the movie had no say in this. I would think that when promotional material is going out, is going to go out there, is going to be put out in a public space, that the person, not only who is involved in it, but who is responsible for the whole event, would at least have a glance at the poster before it goes out. And I'm, I'm really surprised that she did not see that, that she did not notice that, and, or at least that's what she claims. And I find that really, really hard to believe. But the second part of that also boggles me, where it says that the, the, any, any promotion of child sexualization is neither intended nor an accurate representation of the movie. Really? Okay, you just spent an entire movie showing children, showing young girls dancing in a suggestive manner and uh, sexualizing them in the process of preaching an anti-sexualization message. I don't know how that could have happened unintentionally. See, when we say something is unintentional, we mean that we did not plan for that to happen that way. We mean that that was not what we had in mind. We mean that that was not how we wanted it to play out. But when you're the director, you're responsible for every shot. You're responsible for every angle. You're responsible for the, for the script. You're responsible for the acting. You're responsible for telling your actors what they should do, how they should do it, and how to face and position themselves in front of the camera when they do it. And as a director, you are intimately involved in all of these details of filmmaking. So after you've been intimately involved in this film, telling and showing and instructing young girls exactly what to do, how to do it in front of the camera, you're going to go on the record and tell the media that you did not intend to sexualize the girls? That is a little bit of a stretch of an explanation. You know, Cuties obviously is still an ongoing controversy at this time. Um, and I think that as the dust settles, um, there's still going to be a lot of talk and chatter about this on the internet. But I think as Christians here, there's something important for us to understand, right? Is there a boundary that artistic license or liberty must not cross? 
Should depravity be portrayed in order to showcase the dangers of depravity? See, the, the, the unfortunate reality is that the director of Cuties, as good as her intentions were, ended up doing the very thing that she set out to prevent. Sexualized, innocent young girls by asking them to undress and dance provocatively for the camera in order to preach the message that young girls should not be sexualized for the sake of the culture. But her camera is the window through which culture gazes. And what they watched didn't really teach, but only tantalized. You know, unfortunately, cuties did nothing um, to really elevate them. I know we are living in the, in, in the uh, you know, I don't know if, if you want to call it the, the, the peak or the shadow of the Me Too movement. But we're living in this age where it's all about women's empowerment and, um, you know, um, women's voices being lifted up and um, women's dignity and, you know, speak the truth and say her name. And there, there are all these slogans and, and a lot of that I agree with. I think that's right. I think women's dignity should be held up. I don't think women should be um, objectified. Women are not a piece of meat. Women should be treated with dignity and respect. Why? Because all of these girls are still persons made in the image of God, deserving of dignity and respect. But unfortunately, cuties did nothing but strip them of their dignity by asking them to strip for the camera and for the culture. This is not art, ladies and gentlemen. This is the titillation of the culture masquerading as art. And I think it is important that Christians take a stand against this kind of stuff. I wish I had the ability to sit in front of Ms. Ducure and ask her one question. To the best of my knowledge, to the best of my knowledge, I believe she's unmarried. To the best of my knowledge, I believe she doesn't have any children. I could be wrong, but to the best of my ma knowledge, I think she's unmarried and does not have any children. But if I were sitting across her, I would ask her one question. Would she be okay if some director approached her and asked her 11-year-old daughter to strip and dance suggestively and provocatively in front of a camera, albeit with good intentions to show the world the dangers of the hypersexualization of young girls. And I just wonder if Miss DeCure would be okay with that. That is a sobering, sobering state of affairs. So let me just leave you with that. Um, if you have not watched the movie, uh, let me just say this. I'm not necessarily going to endorse the movie. Uh, well, I'm definitely not going to endorse the movie. I'm definitely not going to encourage you to watch the movie either. I think there are a lot of great movies out there. 
for cultural observation, for worldview lessons, you know, for all kinds of rich things that we can learn from them. I don't think Cuties is one of those movies. And for the sake of your own uh, tenderness and the innocence of your heart and mind, and for the sake of keeping your sensitivities pure and fragile, um, I would recommend that you actually don't watch this movie. Again, these are young girls. I have nieces who are this age. Um, these are somebody's daughters, somebody's granddaughters. And I think a great injustice was done to them in the making of this movie. Anyways, let me leave you with that. As Christians, we need to think very carefully about these kind of things happening in the culture. Every time something like this happens, every movie, every song, every poster, every painting, everything artistic or non-artistic that happens in the culture is constantly going to push the needle one way or the other. It is either going to push the needle toward the righteous, toward the holy, toward the pure, or the good, or it is going to push the needle toward the profane, the depraved, the sick, or the seductive. And I think as Christians who are called to be a light to the world, a salt to the earth, a city on the hill, it is our job and our responsibility to make sure that we push the needle in the opposite direction to which the culture pushes it. That is all for today, my friends. Take care. Until next time, God bless. 